Hello and welcome to the Scouscast Scout Report episode for Saturday's game against Sunderland at the Stadium of Light. I'm your host, Kaz May, and I'm pleased to say I'm joined by Sunderland fan Bomber from Roker Report. Welcome, Bomber. Thank you, Kaz. How are you doing? Okay. Yeah, I'm good, thank you. So, Gasheads, Rovers had a disappointing start to the season after a 3-0 loss to Ipswich Town in the first round of the Carabao Cup. Ben Garner's 3-4-3 system seemed so promising in pre-season, but the gas struggled to create anything against what was a very strong and organised Ipswich side. Rovers then narrowly lost to Warsaw on penalties in the EFL Trophy on Tuesday, with Tom Mayhew and Jonah Ayunga scoring in a 2 all draw within the 90 minutes. Sunderland, however, are also out of the Carabao Cup. Last weekend saw them narrowly defeated by Hull City on penalties after a 0-0 draw in 90 minutes. So, Bomber. Sunderland had 16 shots on target on Saturday, but failed to convert any of them. However, this was quickly put right on Tuesday in the EFL Trophy. Just the eight goals against Aston Villa under 21. Just the eight. Six different scorers. Has this left you feeling confident you won't be short of goals this season? Um, yes and no. It's a it's a it's a difficult one because less than a week ago, um, after the whole game, like you said, we had 16, 17 shots on goal, a couple of goals admittedly disallowed, but you know, it, it finishing was uh, going to be a problem. That, or we we foresaw that it, it might be a problem, and we were we were really quite worried as a as a fan base. Um, fast forward a number of days, and and we play Aston Villa under 21s and, and score eight. Um, which I'm still reeling from a little bit, a little bit of shock uh, for everybody. Um, but it it does go some way to uh, kind of alleviate those fears. But you, you kind of have to play devil's advocate a little bit in that it was an Aston Villa under 21 side who had a couple of 16, 17 year olds in there. Um, and for if you were to watch the game, you'd have seen that, that Villa were they were very, very poor in the air. I think Charlie White scored two headers from two corners. Um, and, you know, any any set piece, it just looked like we were going to score from. And I think probably five of the goals came directly or indirectly from from set pieces. Um, that said, um, my my view is that, you know, pre-season is not just about getting minutes into the legs. It's about your strikers finding the back of the net, regardless of how they come. And, you know, the three strikers who were in the squad um, on... Tuesday, yeah, Tuesday. Um, all scored. Charlie White got two. Aidan O'Brien scored, um, and Danny Graham, who obviously we've just re-signed, um, also set one and, and, and scored another. Um, the only person who didn't was was Will Grigg, but then he wasn't in the squad, so I'm sure he would have scored at least another couple um, if he was given the opportunity. So confidence-wise, it would have done us a world of good. Um, we also we we've been playing really, really well. Um, and creating the chances is just a case of putting them away. So, yeah, that's, I think if you come off, off a game scoring eight, you, you've got to have confidence coming to the next one that you're going to find the back of the net. Yeah, that's exactly it. Um, as much as like a lot of people don't like the EFL trophy and there's been a lot of boycotting going on, um, mm. Sunderland fans less so, but I know a lot of Rovers fans don't particularly like the EFL trophy. And um, interestingly, Ben Garner did put a weakened side out on Tuesday and it just seemed like he didn't really want to win it or his heart wasn't really in it. But... Um, yeah, it would have been, it would have done us a world of good as well if we had if we had scored a few goals and, and won because now we're going into this Sunderland game on Saturday with with two losses behind us. So it would have been nice to to score. We narrowly lost on penalties, but um, yeah, mm. we'll, we'll just hopefully have to just forget about that and, and move on. But you totally get what you're saying about it being a, you know a confidence booster yeah. if you score if you, if you score one, let alone eight. So yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> 
Um, so apart from the penalty shootout, you didn't concede any goals in the full 90 minutes on the Saturday against Hull. Do you think this is a reflection on your defence? Do you think your defence is solid? Um, are you confident that you may not concede any goals or, or, uh, on Saturday or many goals across the entire season? So uh, I'm going to stick my neck out on the line here. And I think this is probably the best, or, or certainly at the, at, from what I see at the minute, looks like it's the best defence that we've had since we've been in League One. Um, we've been, yeah, <laughs> sorry, sorry to tell you that. Um, but I've been, I've been wrong many times, so I could be wrong again. But I, I would say that um it, it is the strongest that, that we've looked um when we first came down into league one we had a bit of a a, a mix and match we kind of just got what we could in terms of, of signings because we needed bodies through the door um last season we had a couple of signings which didn't quite come off um and people who who signed from the season before went such as uh, likes of jack baldwin um so we never really had a settled side or, or a side that we or certainly a back three or back four that we had confidence in um, and that weren't going to be error prone. Um, this season we've lined up, we've changed formation slightly different, we're slightly different. We're lining up with a, a definite three, five, two. Um, and that back three is, is, is made up of Jordan Willis, who um, may be slightly biased, but is one of the best defenders in the league for me, um, who we got from Coventry. Um, we've managed to re-sign Bailey Wright, who's former Bristol City um, club captain. Um, mm. And, yeah, yeah, and um, he at this level uh, so far he played a few games last season before getting injured, and we re-signed him. And in pre-season, he he looks like he's going to be a bit of a Rolls Royce at, at this level. Um, so, and we've also signed um, uh, Kosovan international mo- most recently, who had had the game on Tuesday, but um, looks solid enough, looks comfortable on the ball. Um, and then we've got our two wing backs in in Denver Human and Luca Nine, who were you know, instrumental for us last season and any successes that we did have tended to, to kind of go through them. So as a back three or a back five, however you want to look at it, I, I genuinely do think it's it's the, the probably the strongest that we're, we've seen in, since we've been in League One. And with that, it, I think we'll probably end up, or should hopefully end up with one of the best defensive records and just be very, very hard to beat. We were a bit soft last season and conceded silly goals, losing games 1-0 or drawing games 1-0 where we're giving away silly goals. Can't see that happening this season. Um, or certainly not as much anyway. Yeah, certainly not filling me of any confidence considering <laughs> we, are, we have a lack of a, a certain goal scorer and we're trying to walk it into the goal at the moment. So, uh, yeah, it's uh, not going to be good for us gasheads to hear that uh, <laughs> you're, you've got a solid defence. But, um, OK, so you said the system worked on Saturday then, so you don't expect any changes in terms of formation. But do you expect anyone to be dropped in particularly or do you expect anyone to come in? So I think I think the the Phil Parkinson was quite clear before the whole game on on um, Saturday. He was quite clear that he was going to treat these two games separately, and that he you know the whole game was going to be kind of a, a step up or, or a bridging game into the start of the season, and that the um, the Aston Villa game was going to be one for the younger players or the players who perhaps hadn't played quite so much. Um, so we saw two very very different 11s. Um, in that, and it just so happened that the the eleven that I think probably will start on Saturday is the eleven that drew nil nil at Hull rather than the eleven that um, that won eight yeah. one. Um, so yeah, I think from if you were to look at Tuesday's lineup um, and compare that to what we're probably going to play on Saturday, I think it's going to be very very different. Um, bar bar a couple of people, we've got the goalkeeper Lee Burge uh, will come back in. Um, probably two of the three of the back three will come in. 
Um, both wing backs will, will probably change, and the striking options will, may stay the same, but may change as well. Um, so it will be very similar to to the whole lineup, I think, rather than the the Aston Villa one, um, which arguably is probably our strongest lineup. Yeah, I mean, like it's nice to have that, you know, solid week in week out same eleven, isn't mm. it? The, you know, the trusted formation, the trusted eleven. Um, we had a, a manager that just used to change it up all the time, and every week was like a lottery of who yeah. was gonna who was gonna play. And we had Jack Prentice, an Ipswich fan, that was on um just before we played Ipswich, and he says that uh, Lambert it's like a random lineup generator for them. So, uh, <laughs> so it, it's nice that you're sort of getting to that you know stage already that where you think that you you know what the formation is going to be and you know you sort of have an idea who's going to play so yeah um, I think um I think Phil Parkinson's a bit of a creature of habit so you know he he generally he knows what is what he thinks is his best start in 11 and then maybe we'll only change one or two I think the the big problem he's going to have is that we've got four strikers who at league one level should be very very good um you know, Sunderland fans have probably got a, a bit of a different opinion, but I think to any outsider looking in, having a strike force of Danny Graham, who was at Blackburn last season in the Championship, scoring uh, scored a few goals. Will Grigg, who should be prolific at this level. Um, Charlie Wyke and then Aidan O'Brien, who's come down to us again from the Championship from Millwall. You know, there's, there's that, that as a four, we should be a little bit spoiled for choice, really. But I think we we do take that for granted a little bit. But on paper, that, that four, you know, should start in most of the teams in in League One, so that I think that's going to be the big decision because we've we've changed from one up top to or a front three to to two central strikers. So it's who's who those two is, is going to be. Um, Will Griggs started and ch- with Charlie Wyke on um, Saturday against Hull, but then it was Will Grigg and um, Aidan O'Brien on um, on Tuesday, um, and then Danny Graham came off the bench and scored. So that's the one place I would say where I, I genuinely don't know what the starting lineup's going to look like yeah I mean it's nice to have those options as well as much as you say it's nice to have that solid starting mm. 11 it is it is nice to also have options and sort of be spoiled for choice a little bit yeah. um so correct me if I'm wrong but you've signed six players this summer uh yeah so including some of the um some of the we signed players that to go into our academy um yeah so and some have been re-signed. So technically, Bailey Wright is a new signing, even though he was with us last season. Um, we he then went to be a free agent, and we re-signed him. Um, so yeah, we've been we've been quite busy. We signed Remy Matthews, goalkeeper from Bolton or former Bolton keeper. Um, so yeah, there's been a couple of new additions. Um, some, well, everyone's featured at least once, and that and has hasn't put a foot wrong at the moment. It's very very early days, obviously, but. Mm. Um, well, I say that um, the goalkeeper Remy Matthews did a, had a bit of a howler um, in one of the preseason games, and um, and his kicking was a bit suspect uh, <laughs> on Tuesday. Um, but by and large, the the, the new signs have, have come in and have settled in really well. Um, and I, the good thing is, is that they've come in and looked to have strengthened our squad rather than just be additional players. That they all they all seem to be in a position where they can challenge for a place. So yeah, yeah. it's positive. It's nice that you, you know, you're two of them which started on Saturday in the Cup. Um, it's mm. nice if, if you sign a player and they could just sort of walk into the team. Um, and then, yeah, like you said, you've recently signed that defender from Kosovo uh, whose name we're not going to try and You can have a go his name? Uh, no. no. <laughs> <laughs> I, I saw it written down and I was like, I'm not even going to bother putting that. Yeah, we, we, call him, we call him Arby. So if you, if you don't want to pronounce it, it's Arby, yeah. We'll go with Arby. Okay. Um, and then, yeah, re-signed striker Danny Graham. He was the latest sign-in. Um, 
So is there anyone who's a particular like standout sign-in, which everyone was really excited about, or is everyone sort of the same? same um, it sounds it sounds a bit boring, but probably certainly for me, re-signing Bailey Wright has probably been our biggest our biggest signing. Um, because, like I said, he only played a handful of games for us last season, but he was, by and large, the the main reason why those few games that he did play, we scored and we kept clean sheets and we won games and we went on a really, really good run. It was just after Christmas. Um, we went on a really good run. Um, and that was in for no small part thanks to thanks to him. And unfortunately, he got injured and was out for the rest of the season. So to be able to re-sign him, because we he did have offers elsewhere, and it, um, I believe he had offers in in Australia and in America as well. But he he decided to re-sign for us. Um, that's the one I'm kind of not necessarily most excited about, but re- most relieved about because we really needed him back in. Um, I can't say there's really a, a single a, another person who I've gone oh, yeah, we really needed him, or I'm really excited about. Um, there was a lot of moans and groans about us re-signing Danny Graham. I'm one of those, um, because last time he was with us, he was just crap. Um, so, yeah, but, you know, he's he's played 20 minutes for us since he's been back at the club, and he's set up one, and he's scored one. So he's doing the right things at the minute. But, yeah, I wasn't necessarily excited about that signing, but he, he stands to prove me wrong. So hang on, Bomber. So you're on a Bristol Rovers podcast and you've chosen the Bristol City player as your standout signing. <laughs> of the uh, do, you, yeah. do you want to offend us? Do you want uh, to offend us? <laughs> no, completely no, by accident, I promise. <laughs> I, think he, I think he's got off lightly that there's going to be no fans there this weekend. So yeah. uh, you can yeah. play in peace. Moving on to who we've signed from you. So Jack Baldwin, um, we've signed him recently in the summer and he was in our starting 11 last weekend. Also played in the EFL Trophy. Uh, oddly, Ben Garner decided to play him in midfield. Uh, not sure why. Didn't work. He lost a lot of uh, a lot of possession, um, a lot of stray passes, and not really uh, hasn't really been a standout performer for us. Um, judging by the comments from your fans, he's not a player that will be missed uh, by you guys. What were your impressions of him as a player? So he he came to us with a lot of promise. Um, we. We when he, when the signing was announced, we like brilliant. We've got a you know a, a club captain um, who's come up. He's young. He can develop and and you know you can watch YouTube clips until the cows come home and make play, and players look decent. Um, in reality, it didn't quite work for him, and I don't know why. Um, he he just seemed completely devoid of of confidence. He was making a lot of mistakes. Um, and you know the, the Sunderland fans, as, as passionate as they are, I think we did get on his back a little bit, which probably just sent him into a bit of a vicious circle. Um, he he's he's not a bad footballer, but there was just something not right there. It, whatever's not quite right with him, I think is 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 mentally rather than his actual technical ability. Because there's a reason why you know he was he was his club captain, and we signed him, and we were all excited about signing him. There is a player there somewhere. Um, I know he's had a few personal issues, um, which saw him come out of the uh, our squad, and then we we loaned him out to Salford, and he eventually came out of their squad as well for the remainder of the season. Um, and if that's the case, and he can put those behind him, then you may have a player there still. You know, he's still young enough to 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 develop and and, and be a good League One player. Um, he's not. Whilst he's not necessarily missed, we certainly, you know hold no grudges against him he, whenever he played for us he did try his hardest and you couldn't fault his effort but the the quality was just lacking when, whenever he turned out for us um, bar the odd couple of games um, so yeah we wish him all the best um, 
obviously not necessarily for Saturday, but um, yeah, he, he, he does go. I think, I think I can speak for Sunderland fans and say that we, we want him to do well and we wish him a, a good career. Um, and sorry that it just couldn't have been with us, really. Yeah, sometimes it just takes, you know, a certain team for a, a player mm. to slot into and then they can have the season of their lives. That's why they sort of, sort of you know, say about one season wonders, isn't it? I yeah. mean, like, it, it sometimes does depend on the club. And, and hopefully, you know, he does settle in, in here because if he has had a, a rough time of it lately, he needs to get back on his feet. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, it was a bit of an odd one for Ben Garner to play him in midfield. He, yeah, he's definitely you, you not a centre midfielder. Yeah, no, you've never seen that. No. Right, interesting one. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, ironically, the last game before coronavirus struck was Bristol Rovers versus Sunderland at the Mem. Um, we beat you 2-0, which ultimately, after points per game was introduced, stopped you from finishing in the playoffs last season. Mm-hmm. Do you think you'll be looking to seek revenge because of this? <laughs> uh, possibly. I think I think a lot of um, Sunderland fans directed their anger at the EFL um, and some of the clubs who perhaps voted to do the points per game. Um, I mean, we... You in you know technically, it was the Bristol Rovers game that meant that we um, we didn't go into the playoffs. Um, yeah, <laughs> I'm, sure, I'm sure you really mean it. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, but you know from a, from Sunderland point of view, over the course of the whole season, there were a number of opportunities. Like I said to you earlier, you know we were making defensive errors, which were turning nil nils into one nil losses and one nil wins into one all draws. So it wasn't just that game in isolation. Um, as it was the last game, and this is the game that's most freshest in our mind, then yeah, probably we definitely will be trying to uh, t- to get some sort of revenge and, and make a statement. Um, but I don't think we hold you personally responsible, so you're off the hook with that one. Oh, got off lightly. <laughs> um, I, don't, I don't know if you if you went to that game, um, but do you did you watch it at all? Or do you know? Did you see any comments? Like, was it a bad day for you, or do, did we for once play particularly well? Because for us, it was the the game that it felt like it really clicked for Ben Garner and his new system. And then suddenly we thought, hang on a minute, it's all going to turn on its head and we're going to go on a last minute surge to the playoffs and everyone got all excited. And then obviously <laughs> and then it, coronavirus. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, yeah, how did, how did you play? Was it a bad game or, or did we genuinely look the better side? Um, well, I, think you, I think you genuinely looked the better side. It was a game that I was hoping to go to with it being um, so local to me. Um, but circumstances conspired against me. I couldn't couldn't go, but I did watch it on the um, on the Sunderland stream, on the iFollow stream, um, and it, you deserved it. You fu- you fully deserved it. We, for for however bad <laughs> for how, however bad we were, <laughs> you were just as good. Um, and you know, I think we we didn't necessarily. I think we created some chances, but we didn't necessarily look like scoring. We were making a load of mistakes. We were um, giving the ball away unnecessarily in the middle of the park, and you know, not necessarily giving Clark Harris the, the respect that he he kind of deserved um and we got punished for it um you know it was one was one was open play one was a penalty um I can't really remember the penalty decision as to whether or not it was a penalty or not um but a t- I think a 2-0 scoreline was you know fully justified really because it felt like I said for how bad we were you, you did play really really well and you, you essentially passed us off off the park because we we did just didn't get going yeah, that's that's nice to hear. Obviously, we would have liked to have taken that 
you know, a, a bit further on if, if football mm. resumed and, and maybe started to get some results into Ben Garner because I feel like he really needed it. He also had some personal issues around that time as well. So it would have been really nice for him to to have that little run. But yeah, like, you life... said, like you said, it was, a, it's a, it was a perfect opportunity for you to springboard into a bit of form and, and push your way at the table. Um, exactly, yeah. Because you did, you did, like I said, you did play well and it, it could have been a catalyst for something else, but not to be. Yeah. I mean, I, I was frustrated. I, I had a bet on 2-1 and I only really did it as, a, <laughs> as an optimistic joke after it after a pint and uh, I had I had Johnson Clark Harris first goal scorer and uh, Bristol Rovers win 2-1 and mm. uh, our, our keeper Jacola saved it right at the last second it, yeah. was, <laughs> it was really frustrating <laughs> it's a bit of a um, bit, bittersweet moment for you then yeah exactly I would have been the first time I've celebrated an opposition goal because that would have been 500 <laughs> quid but never oh. mind um, uh, so finally Bomber uh, your score predictions for Saturday please uh, so like I said I'm very confident in our defensive capability at the minute um you know the, the, even though we conceded one on tuesday it was a penalty through a mistake from from one of the center backs who won't be playing on saturday um so i'd be very confident of of keeping a clean sheet he says touching wood um and you know if we can carry that goal scoring form in i don't think it's i don't think for one minute it's going to be you know a rampant scoreline um but i would be confident of a clean sheet and, and a 2-0 win so i'm going to go 2-0 to sunderland yeah, sadly. Um, sorry, Gasheads, but that's exactly what I'm going to go with as well. I think, <laughs> yeah, I think of our lack of a, a solid goal scorer. Um, I think we're going to struggle to to score against you. Um, and like you said, if your defence is solid, then yeah, our, our chances of walking into a goal, I don't think we stand much chance. Um, yeah. And yeah, our defence has looked shaky as of late as well. So I fully expect us to concede, and I hope <laughs> it is. I hope it's no more than two. Um, maybe put, yeah. Yeah, put a bit on, bet on for a 2-0 or a 2-1 then yeah <laughs> maybe I'll actually win some money <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah listen thanks so much uh, for your time Bummer um, and yeah uh, if you if you guys can follow Rocker Report on Twitter Facebook whatever Roker Report sorry Roker Report yeah. Roker yeah. Report thanks for listening Gasheads if you enjoyed this please subscribe to Gascast Podcast across all social media platforms up the gas and we look forward to Saturday Thank you.